Welcome to another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty. You can find me on Twitter at Tweetless21. Yes, that account is followed by Aaron Jones, a.k.a. the best running back in the league. And today we are here for week three picks. We are coming to you late Wednesday night for your week three picks in the NFL. Um, we went four and one. We went four and two in week one. We gave out seven last week because we felt like we were cheating with the Browns line minus two and a half. Said we'd take a minus six and a half and that one as well. So both won there. Um, and last week, just to review, we had the Chargers at the Lions. Um, tough, tough beat there. Uh, Chargers blew that game, fumbled at the one or two times. Rivers threw a pick when they were going down to at least tie the game. They missed two picks. Classic Chargers shit where they lose that game. Um, so, yeah, tough one there. We had the Bills at the Giants. Bills minus one and a half. We That was an easy win. Never even sweated that one out for a second. Bills were kind of rolled. We had Chicago at Denver. We had Denver plus two and a half. Denver. Wow, that the Denver tough loss for Denver, but we covered barely. You know, we were about to lose. They got the touchdown, and we were about to easily win. And the Bears get the field goal crazy. Ended up getting it because we had Denver plus two and a half. Um, we had Philly at Atlanta, t- another tough beat where the Eagles getting beat all game, and we really could have had that one too, but it just slipped away there at the end with the Matt Ryan to Julio Jones touchdown pass, and still the Eagles had a chance. It just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Um, so lost that one. We had Seattle at Pittsburgh. We had Pittsburgh minus four. Uh, another tough one there. I mean, ben, ben gets hurt. If he doesn't, who knows what happens. We lose that one. Like I said, we had the Browns over the Jets. That one was easy. And we had the Rams over the Saints minus two. Um, and that one was easy. Uh, kind of got unlucky with Big Ben injury and c- kind of got uh, a break there with the uh, with the Breeze injury. So, um yeah, I mean, ended up going with a, a nice little, let's count this up. So we are eight and five on the season. So we went four and three last week in our seven picks. We're coming to you with six more this week, eight and five on the season. Um, so yeah, let's just dive right in doing this on a Wednesday night because one of my picks includes the Thursday night game tomorrow. Um, and that Thursday night game is the Tennessee Titans minus one and a half at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We are on the home dog here. We are on the home dog. We're taking the Jaguars in this game. Um, reasoning for this. Uh, so Jacksonville going through their game. They week one, they play, they play Mahomes and the Chiefs, get destroyed, run off the field. Hey, chalk that up to Mahomes being Mahomes. You know, the Chiefs are a machine right now. Uh, they destroy everything in their path, it seems like. So, hey, you know, it kind of got – that just kind of got away from them. Miles Jack gets ejected. Blake uh, – not Blake Bortles. Uh, Nick Foles gets hurt, you know, rough game. They go to they go to Houston, and they only lose by one point. I think there's a possibility here that Jacksonville isn't as bad as we seem. Um, Tennessee, you know, they go kill, kill Cleveland in game one in kind of a fluke game. Uh, I still do like Tennessee's roster a bit more than some do, uh, but I just think Jacksonville at home on a short week on an absolute must win with their season on the line is going to come out with a kitchen sink game. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just really like the home dog here because of the short week and this maybe Jacksonville not being as bad as we think. I think Gardner Minshew has shown that he's could be – at least a useful quarterback in this league. He's, he, he's, you know, he came in and threw it all around the Chiefs defense and 
almost won the game last week. So I and I still think Jacksonville has a lot of talent on defense. The Ramsey stuff, uh, as of recording, he's still he's still on the team. He did request a trade, but he did then came out and said he just wants to win. He, he'll play there, you know, whatever the case. We don't know what's going to happen there with that situation, but he's still on the Jags as we speak. Um, so that's my first pick uh, is Jacksonville plus one and a half at home tomorrow night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was kind of the reasoning for that one. Moving on. Second pick of the week, the Atlanta Falcons are going to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are one-and-a-half-point home favorite. We're on the Colts here. We got the Colts minus one-and-a-half. Uh, money's been in the Falcons' favor. I think this opened at two-and-a-half. Money's been coming in on the Falcons. Uh, I, I got the Colts. Uh, you look at the Colts through two games. Easily could have beat the Chargers. If Adam Vinatieri was the Adam Vinatieri of old, they probably beat the Chargers. They're probably sitting here at two-and-zero. Oh. Uh, you, their first home game of the season, Falcons traveling here. Um, and I just think the Colts are a really solid team, honestly. I think Vegas is still kind of undervaluing them. I think they're very least the Falcons and Colts are fairly comparable and possibly even. Um, I think you're getting a few points of value here. Uh, this is a toss-up game, but I just I think the Colts at home are the pick here, minus one and a half. Basically, just have to get them to win minus one and a half at minus 110. Again, if you don't want to mess around with the spread and you think this really could be like a one point game, uh, easily could just take the money line. Minus 125 is what it's at right now. Uh, but Colts minus one and a half. Jacoby Bursett, solid player, man. I, I really do think he saw the stats against Tennessee were a little underwhelming, but he's getting the job done. Um, He's got a lot of talent around him. Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron, you know, the list goes on and on there. They got a good old line. Uh, and jo Jacoby Brissett is talented enough to be uh, an above average quarterback when he's put in that good of a situation, in my opinion. Jacoby Brissett is a guy that can really make every throw on the field. Uh, I think he does have a little trouble kind of processing reads from time to time, but there's no doubt about it uh, that his arm strength is really elite. Um, and he's, he's, I think at home, the Colts are the way to go here. So two AFC South picks to start it off. The AFC South is a division that's very hard to handicap. Um, it seems like that's just my feel in the past, but that's what we're starting with so far. So that's our first two picks moving on. Uh, next pick, um, Carolina minus two and a half. I won't quit. I won't quit you, Cam. I, I, this, this is another game where I'm taking a team with their season on the line, basically. I, I don't think Carolina can go 0-3 and still even make a run at this. I think this is an absolute must-win for them. Um, they have 10 days pr to prepare here, uh, and their season's on the line. They did get a, they got kind of a life vest uh, thrown to them with the Drew Brees injury, where now this division in the NFC South looks like maybe the winner could win nine the winner of this division could be a nine win team or something like that. So all of a sudden they kind of got saved there with that injury where they're like, okay, we're still alive here. Um, and I just, the talent gap is still so dr dramatic here in my opinion that they should be able to take care of business and minus two and a half, I think is the way to go here with the, with the Panthers as a road dog um, road dogs have been doing well this season. 
Um, and I, I, I think that that's the way to go here. I just The talent gap between these two teams is still massive. I pick Carolina to pick, make the playoffs. Um, and if they're even going to come close to that and possibly threaten for that division, absolute must win here. Kitchen sink game against a defense that really shouldn't have any chance of matching up with their weapons. Um, I just, I just really think Carolina minus two and a half here. Um, not to be repetitive, but the talent gap between these two teams is still massive. And a loser leaves town match here, but I still just think that talent Carolina has is much superior compared to the Panthers. So that's that's the third pick. Panthers minus two and a half at Arizona. Next pick of the day. Uh, we're in the afternoon games now. That Carolina game is an afternoon game. This one is as well. The Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half on the road at the San Francisco 49ers. We are picking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half. If, you, if that scares you a bit, hey, buy it up to seven. That's fine. Get it to, to minus 130, minus 110, whatever site you use. Uh, that will vary. But, hey, if, if you want to get it to a touchdown to get that possible push, go ahead. Might be the smart play. Might be a nice way to go. Um, and, yeah, so the reasoning here, another game where I just think this is a complete kitchen sink game. <laughs> you're, you're, if you're not noticing, if you're noticing the theme here, it's we've now picked three out of our four first picks are teams that absolutely have their backs against the wall. Pittsburgh obviously still sees themselves as a contender or possible team that can win some games here. With them just trading a first round pick, um, went over that with Chris on the Guess the Lines episode. Um, Pittsburgh still sees himself as a team that can contend even with Mason Rudolph uh, coming out. I liked Mason Rudolph better than Josh Allen. Uh, I thought one day Mason Rudolph could be a starter. Um, if he got some time to sit, be sit behind a quarterback, he got a year. He's getting thrown into the fire here. Um, he wasn't bad against Seattle. Uh, and I, I, I still think this Niners secondary can be taken advantage of. I know Witherspoon has played great in his first two games. He's been very impressive. Um, but I, I, I do think that this Niners team, this they could kind of, oh, this is a game we definitely should win, blah, blah, blah. And they come out, and it doesn't exactly go that way. And this could be a much closer game than we think. I think talent-wise, these teams are closer than 6.5. Uh, this opened at 7.5, so the money, I wish I would have got it at 7.5. That would have been fantastic. But it's down to six snaps, so the, so I think they're kind of seeing it the same way I do. Is where talent-wise, Pittsburgh still has a lot of talent on that team. Um, Niners have been very impressive through two games. They very easily could win this game, but I think this could be a three to seven point game. And I, I just like grabbing the points in a game that I think could be a one-score game. Um, Rudolph last week he comes in against Seattle he's 12 for 19 for two touchdowns he did throw one pick but if you saw that it bounced off Don Dante Moncrief's helmet Dante Moncrief has basically been playing for the other teams <laughs> through the start of the season he's been downright atrocious um, and like I said Pittsburgh backs against the wall kitchen sinks game gonna be pouring it all out there everyone's writing them off uh, everyone's kind of just not really understanding the Minka trade I could see just a complete amazing effort from Pittsburgh where they at least cover this. So I really like six and a half. This is probably going to be my biggest play of the week. Um, Niners could definitely still win this game. There's no doubt about that. They're the, they're the favorites here big time, but I just think getting the points in a game like this 
is the way to go. So Pittsburgh plus six and a half is another is the other pick that we have. So two more to go here. Um, and this one, this one's just more of a bet on Teddy Bridgewater, a guy that I have liked for a long time. I could I, I hid my fandom because he was on Minnesota to start his career, but just always kind of like Teddy Two Gloves, man. And we're taking this the New Orleans Saints in Seattle plus four and a half. Um, again, Seattle just really is a team that continues to win every close game. Their 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 point differential right now is plus four. Um, it's early in the season, so obviously that'll change. But they just went. It just seems like they win every close game. I think this is going to be another close game. Seattle's a team that just does not blow teams out, really, no matter what. We went over that. We went over that in week one. That's why we picked the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals were obviously getting nine and a half. The Saints are only getting four and a half, but it makes sense. The Saints are still fairly a loaded roster outside of Breeze. Um, this isn't like a Packers situation in 13 when really all they had was Rodgers and everything revolved around Rodgers, and Rodgers did everything. And without Rodgers, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Same thing in kind of 17. The Saints are more equipped to at least be competitive um, and possibly sneak out some wins. The schedule's tough without Breeze. And um, obviously, Breeze is their most important player. But still, I think plus four and a half, you're getting over a field goal, obviously. Um, and it could be it could be 28-24 and you cover there. Or it could be 24-20 and you cover. I just really think this is going to be a closer game than we think. Um, Seattle, obviously a brutal place to play, but I do trust Sean Payton as a coach to put a, together a game plan uh, that's very successful around Teddy Bridgewater. Um, this could be a game where they really feed Alvin Kamara. He could be a, he could be a big pick up and you know uh Trav kings or whatever um just alvin kamara michael thomas alvin kamara michael thomas force feed those guys and try and keep this game a one score game going into the fourth and see what happens um so yeah i really i think that's a good one there see is a uh, new orleans plus four and a half and yeah i mean you just don't see seattle blow teams out and if they do hey i'll, I'll eat crow and that'll be that but I think New Orleans plus four and a half is the way to go in that one. Um, all right, so the last pick of the day uh, is the Sunday night game, the Sunday night football game. It's the Los Angeles Rams going to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's first road, the Cleveland's uh, primetime spot for Cleveland. That place is going to be inc insane. Um, it's going to be a very very interesting game i'm very i think this is gonna this is a good primetime game gonna be interesting to watch um and my pick for this game is the browns plus three against the rams um look it's it's pretty simple for me jared goff on the road i talked about it on the last pod we did with chris jared goff on the road different player it's, the stats are at the point where they're really undeniable you even saw it to start this year. He did not play well in Carolina. 23 for 39, 186, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, average pass that game was 4.8 yards. Um, that's atrocious. <laughs> that's really bad. Um, they were able to sneak that out because the Rams are a loaded team. It's not fun to bet against a team like 
that's this talented. But I like the Browns in this spot. I, I really do. I think they're going to want to have a nice bounce-back game in front of their fans after the disaster that was week one against the Titans. And Goff on the road, Goff on the road is just a much different player. Let's So let's just go through his home and road stats. This is career. Um, on the ro- at home, 63 completion percentage, 5,005. This is his whole career, 5,500 yards, 34 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He has three more picks on the road. Okay, you know, whatever. He almost has a thousand, yes, less yards on road games. His rating drops seven percent. His yards per attempt drops a full yard. His his NEA drops a full yard. His yards per game on the road goes down 40 yards. His touchdowns per game on the road go down goes down from four at home to one on the road. Um, I just he's a different guy on the road. The, the the road the road stats are getting really really telling in my opinion. This is going to be a hostile environment. There's there's no doubt about that. This place is going to be rocking. Um, so I really do think. Cleveland plus three is the pick here. I think it's going to be a close game. Could be a low-scoring game. The Browns' defense, I don't think that 43-point performance against Tennessee was their fault really at all. Um, Baker threw two picks, six, three picks overall. They were constantly in uh, in, in, in advantageous situations, field position-wise in that game. And then they come out and they completely shut down a bad quarterback, two bad quarterbacks like they should. Um, last week, a nice bounce back game for them. Baker played well. Odell just had an absolutely breathtaking touchdown. Um, so yeah, I just, and Miles Garrett, five sacks to the first two weeks leads the league. He's, he's really starting to, he's, he's a monster. He's a monster. He's starting to emerge as one of the best pass rushers in the game. Uh, complete freak there. I just really like the Browns, like taking the points with the Browns here. I think this is going to be a close game. And again, grabbing the points in something that I see as a close game is something I like to do. Um, So, yeah, that's my final pick. So that's the six. That's the six for week three. We are eight and five. So we're hoping let's 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 just hope to keep staying over 500, man, against the spread. Anything over 500 is very good. Um, So, yeah, just to go over the picks, Jacksonville plus one and a half tomorrow. That's why we did this pod tonight because we wanted to get this out before the game tomorrow because the Jags were going to be one of my picks. Um, next, the Colts minus one and a half at home against the Falcons. Next, the Carolina Panthers minus two and a half at the Arizona Cardinals. The next pick we have is the Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half at the San Francisco 49ers. If you want to buy that up to seven, hey, maybe even buy a full point to seven and a half and deal with the VIG going up. By all means, go ahead. Might be safer. I probably will do something like that just to be safe there. Um, but I do like six and a half still. I think that's a that's a close game. The New Orleans Saints plus four and a half at the Seattle Seahawks. Um, again, we went over the reasoning. That's one of the picks. I, th- I could see a big day from Michael Thomas, a big day from Alvin Kamara. I think Sean Payton's going to put together a very good game plan, keep that game close. Seattle doesn't blow anyone out. Cleveland plus three at home for our final pick. So we have two home dogs, and then the rest are road dogs, except Carolina. That's a, we. Uh, so actually, we got we have two home dogs in Jacksonville and Cleveland. We have a home favorite, but barely though, with the Colts taking the points on the road with Pittsburgh and New Orleans, and laying two and a half on the road against 
the Arizona Cardinals with the Carolina Panthers. So that's the picks. Um, and yeah, so yeah, this is super fun to do and getting us out a night earlier again because of the Thursday game. And yeah, that's the picks for week three, eight and five on the year. Um, won both ways with Cleveland, had them two and a half, said take them six and a half. We won both ways. And then we threw in the extra bonus pick with the Saints. Um, and Rams, Rams minus two, got that one. So nice start, solid start to the season for us picks-wise. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it. And then the Packers update, 2-0. and oh. uh, Just to preview that one real quick against the Broncos, uh, Packers minus seven and a half or eight, depending where you're looking. Um, first, the Broncos this week. I don't know why, but this game is – I'm irrationally worried about this game. I think Green Bay is going to win. I think they should shut down the Broncos' offense. Their defense should shut down the Broncos' offense. They get another bad – they get another uh, – I don't think Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback, but Trubisky and Flacco obviously bad quarterbacks. Um, and they should be able with this defense, the way this defense is rolling, to shut down Denver. Um, I Denver's defense is a little scary with Chubb and Miller coming off the edge, but that's probably at Green Bay's two strongest spots. Tackle, Brian Bullock has been fantastic this year. David Bakhtiari is always fantastic. Um, Green Bay's line has been pretty solid. Uh, offense has been very sloppy. You know, people kind of ask me if I'm worried about Green Bay's offense. Not really. I mean, it's concerning. I thought LaFleur's play calling in the second half of the Vikings game was downright atrocious. Didn't really get what he was doing there. I'm not sure. I mean, just a total lack of targets for Devontae Adams, completely unacceptable. Feed your best player. Um, feed him, man. Come on. I, I just, I don't know what was going on there. Um, but at home, I think Green Bay should be able to put together some drives, get some points, uh, hopefully jump out to a lead and unleash that defense. Unleash that defense. Hey, guys, this might not end up being this high-flying offensive team that we've really seen uh, the entire Rodgers era. This might be a team that gets a lead and unleashes that defense. And as long as they're winning, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, but offensive-wise, to get back on that, not really worried about that yet. Green Bay's always started slow offensively, even when they've had amazing offenses. The 2014 offense, one of the one of the most one of the best offenses of all time, really statistically, number one in DVOA that year. They, they, that was an incredible offense. We all know that they started slow. The first three weeks, they started slow. They were one and two after the first three weeks. And then they just started burning teams down. And that's kind of how it's been. They did that. And um, they've done that a bunch. They did that. They've done it a bunch. And so I, I'm not really overly concerned. If it's mid-October and they're still looking like this, I'll be terrified. <laughs> but right now, I'm not overly concerned. This is a new offense. Rodgers and really none of the starters really played in preseason. So there's really nothing you can do in practice or anything like that to replicate live NFL game speed reps. So, you know, I think it's encouraging that they can rip off three straight awesome drives like they did to start that Vikings game. Obviously wish even if they would have gotten one more, you'd feel a lot better. Weren't able to do that, but I really think they would have if Geronimo Allison wouldn't have fumbled on that fourth drive. I think they were heading down for another one. So... I think it's it's nice to see promise like that, where it's like, okay, they, they do have that potential possibly. Um, yeah, but I, I, I like, I mean, Aaron Jones played great on Sunday. 
I just I just think Lafleur got way too cute with the play calling on Sunday. He needs to just stick to getting the ball to your best players. That's seventeen. That's thirty three, and let Rodgers be Rodgers. Um, and that should be it. I mean, I know he has these awesome concepts, and you saw him at the first few drives. He's scheming guys wide open. That completely went away in the second after the first three drive, first four drives of the game. So I thought his play calling was pretty bad, especially in the second half. I just like, man, what the hell is going on? But, but my concern level right now probably a two or a three. I'm not that concerned about the offense. The defense looks great. If the offense can find its footing and play to the potential that they're, I think, capable of playing to, this could be a super super fun year for the pack. But, uh, but yeah, Denver. Um, Green Bay at home, I take Green Bay at home. Uh, the eight's kind of a lot to lay, but this defense should be able to shut Denver down pretty good. Um, I don't know why. I'm just irrationally scared of Denver. I live in a place that's just full of Broncos fans, and even the thought of losing this game makes me physically ill. Like, Jesus, just please win this game, guys. Please, for the love of God, win this game. Um, but, yeah, I think they should be able to um, I'm way more nervous than I should be, and it's only going to get worse as the week goes on. It's only Wednesday night. Probably going to be a mess by the weekend. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so that's kind of it. Uh, this podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. If you're looking to start up a podcast like I wanted to, that's what, I didn't know how. I had so many questions before when I was trying to start this up. Where do I record? How do I post my podcast? Everything that goes into doing a podcast how do i figure it all out how do i save my podcast just everything um and i signed up for anchor completely free um and they just walk you through the whole thing they show you how to record they show you how to post they show you where to save they show you how to describe what's going on in your podcast they got everything so if you're wanting to do that Use Anchor. Anchor's definitely the way to go. If you're wanting to listen to a podcast, use Anchor. The way to go. If you want to look for a podcast, just search it right in the search bar in Anchor. It'll pull right up. It'll show any episode that's ever been posted. So Anchor's the way to go. We thank them for sponsoring the show. Um, they're the best. And that's that's it for another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. We are on basically every platform. Anchor, as we just mentioned, Spotify. Google Podcast, uh, iTunes now, iTunes, five-star ratings. Hey, just give us that five-star rating and pop back right on Anchor to listen to it. We just need that five-star rating and that download. We appreciate everyone that's left reviews, been very positive and gave given us ratings. It's been awesome. We have awesome guys, awesome people that support this podcast. We have awesome people that help me do shows and and join me to do podcasts it's the best i'm having a blast doing this and just ready to keep rolling all the way through the nfl season we have the mlb playoffs coming up in two in two weeks or so nba season starts in a month that seems unbelievable so we're just gonna have tons of content coming out and i'm excited so thanks for listening guys peace